0: welcome back to another episode of the foyer chats podcast with your hosts kelsey pasma and emma joe wasink today ooh, y'all are not ready for today's episode our good friend nathan chansky has joined us today and he is a west michigan photographer he is chatting all about reels and short form video marketing We're talking so many tangible tips, strategies, and all the encouragement you need to get out of your own way and finally start making those dang reels. Nate has seen his business and online presence take off by leaning into short-form video marketing. The connection with his audience and clients is at a whole new level, and he's here to teach us just how he does it. Of course, the conversation did not stop there. We dive into entrepreneurship as a creative, faith, callings, content strategy, so many good tangents it's hard to even sum up, but guys, it's jam-packed, and be ready to join the Nate Chansky Fan Club because he is so full of wisdom, business knowledge, and is the most relatable. So without further ado, let's jump in, and I want to introduce you to our good friend Nate.
1: Hey, hey, friends. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Emma. And you're listening to Foyer Chats. Here in the foyer, we talk all things business, lifestyle, and everything in between. Come for the coffee shop style chats. Leave with a fire under your booty to take on all the things. All right, Emma. You ready to dive in? Heck yeah. Let's go.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Welcome to Foyer Chats.
2: Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like not cool enough to be here, but it's so much fun being here. And yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Sweet. Well, let's jump right in. Also, you are definitely cool enough. We didn't feel cool (laughs) enough to ask you. So just the reels king over there. (laughs) But before, before we get into all the things reels... Um, we want to know a little bit more, just introduce yourself to our audience, um, tell us a little bit about your business, how you got here, kind of the whole spiel.
2: Absolutely. So, um, my name's Nate or Nathan, doesn't matter to me. Um, but I am, my main, my main job is I'm a full-time wedding photographer and I'm based in West Michigan. So kind of like the Grand Rapids area. And that's actually where I grew up as well. Um, Photography for me kind of started, I could go back to when I went to college. I went to college for business marketing. And then um, after I got out of college, after I graduated, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do precisely, um, but I knew I wanted to do something with my degree. And so I actually moved to Washington, D.C. I thought I wanted to get into politics. And so, and this was actually during... Oh, my gosh! I think it was the year. What was like the crazy year with Trump and Hillary Clinton because it was whatever that year was. <laughs> That's the year you I wanted moved to, to get c. into it apparently I, it. I have no idea, but um <laughs> so I moved to washington d c for um and I worked at a digital accounts agency, so we basically worked for um like congressmen, senators, uh, governors, different things like that and Um, I realized by the end of that experience that this is just not where I want to be. And um, so I knew I wanted to do something in entrepreneurship at that point. I knew I wanted to be my own boss. I knew I wanted to push myself to do what I wanted to do. And so I moved back home, which was, again, West Michigan. And um, I just got a job as a graphic designer. I just needed something quick. Um, Because I knew that that transition to entrepreneurship was probably going to take some sort of job in that little in-between, if that makes any sense. Um, And so then I just on the side started taking photos. I knew I always loved photography and I was like, let's see where this goes. Um, And so I just, you know, did a lot of styled shoots. If I saw people on Instagram where I liked their vibe. Um, I would contact them, DM them cold, and I'd just say, like, hey, would you be in, like, a styled shoot with me? And um, after that, it took about – I make this sound like it was so fast, but it really wasn't, like, a fast process. It probably took, like, a full, like, six months to a year of complete hustling. Um, And this was obviously, like, after I get home from my job um, to the point where it was, like, okay, like, this next year, I have a full year of weddings and I'm making more money than I actually am in my nine to five graphic design job. So when I had that realization about six months later, I was like, okay, I need to make the cut off of my full-time job and just fully pursue this. So that's what I did. And that's kind of like what brings us to today.
1: That's so cool. And I had no idea about any of that. I don't think Kelsey either. Why would we? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Such a transition.
2: Yeah, um, how, absolutely.
1: So how long ago was this? How long have you been full-time as a photographer now?
2: So I've been full-time as a photographer for about two and a half, three years. Um, I'm, okay. I'm trying to think of the exact year when it was when I actually quit my job. Um, but yeah, so it's been about two and a half, three years. And then if someone were to ask me, like, how long have you been doing photography? It's so hard to even put my finger on that because I feel like I've always been taking photos in a way. Like, I think even in high school, I would take random portraits for people, and I would just take, like, photos of my family or just, like, anything really that kind of inspired me, and, um, yeah, just kind of developed that eye for it, even at a young age, and then um, kind of picked it up later, so.
0: Did it, you said you always wanted to be your own boss, or you had that realization after you explored politics. Was. Sure an obvious thing for you to choose photography or was that like, Hey, this is a skill I have. Maybe I can turn it into this business that I work for myself. Or was it like, I love photography and I must only do photography or kind of a combo.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really good question. And just like a really good topic to touch on too, when it, when it comes to like, especially creative entrepreneurs, I would say is I think a lot of times um, with creative entrepreneurs, we can kind of feel And I know this because I felt this before. We can kind of feel like if it's not my like number one passion, if it's not the thing that like makes me light up more than any other thing, then I don't want to pursue it. But I think you have to, you have to, and I think maybe some people would disagree with me on this and that's fine. But I think you have to find yourself between that like what really lights you up But then what also is like going to create money for you, what's also going to give you that freedom and flexibility to live the life that you want. Um, And I I think for me, that's what it really came down to is I was like, you know, I love photography. I conceivably could see myself loving something else more maybe. But um, photography was something that like it did light me up and um, it did make me money. And it was a sustainable career path. And so it just kind of fell into place that way, if that makes any sense.
1: Oh, it makes so much sense. I think Kelsey and I are both nodding along because we have similar (laughs) stories. I think that honestly, when you're a creative just in general, that's what draws the line of if you're going to turn this into a career or if it's going to be a hobby, it's if you actually think about the fact, like the money portion of it, is this going to be something that I can make sustainable and make yeah. Make money
2: from. <laughs> right. Like, is this even going to be profitable? For <laughs> right. Me? Can exactly. Can I even live yeah. my life? Because, you know, like you hear the term like the starving artist and that's because, um, you know, there is a lot of situations in which like you may love, love, love something. But, um, you know, when you're done with that, are you actually living a life in freedom, financial freedom, or is it just like crushing you? So things to think about. <laughs>
0: Oh my word, my yeah, I can relate so much to this because there's even sometimes that guilt. Like I love photography. I love creating these experience and beautiful photos for my clients and all of the things that we all always say. But I also love the business side and creating, creating and building that and the marketing of it and all of that, which is why we're here doing this podcast too, to be able to do both. But you have to, yeah, have that bigger vision, which I think a lot of people just starting out are either lost in one side of the or the other. They're right. they're lost in the creativity, in their passion, in the art, right. or they're lost in the business side. And you really have to find a, a equal yeah. marriage of it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So true.
1: Well, and I think it's important to note too that it's regardless of what you decide, it's okay. Like it's totally mm-hmm. fine if you want something to be your hobby. But yeah, there's a difference between a hobby and a business. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, yes, and remembering you That's can have true. hobbies that don't make you money. That's a personal true. thing. And I think, <laughs> I think
2: too, it's also good to really remember um, that. I think I put this somewhere, um, but just the fact that, like, even if you are running a creative business um, and it's like very creative and it just like lights you up, I think it's good to remember that, like, you're running just a business as a baseline. Um, I think a lot of people, and I know this because I definitely did this when I first started out, I got into, um, photography thinking that kind of like, Oh, as long as my photos are the best, as long as my work is just like stunning, as long as, um, you know, I'm delivering like the quality, uh, visuals or whatever it might be. And then even thinking kind of like, well, I love this creative side of what I'm doing. I want to make it my business. And I think it's good to remember for entrepreneurs first starting out that like you will not escape any of that like business side of things by making your hobby like a business. You know what I mean? And that's just like the raw truth that I almost wish someone would have told me right from the get-go because I think it does take some falling in your face to be like, oh, this needs to be a business. You know what I mean? Like this is not just like me going out and shooting with my camera and being creative. Like this actually needs to run like a good, profitable, um, well-oiled business.
0: Yeah. I've seen too many people focus so much on the craft and on their the art and get so sucked into all the gear and all the things. Um, just going with photography as a full example. But then they're forgetting to build the back end up with yeah. it. And it's mm-hmm. this really uneven teeter. and. Yeah you have to do both sides at the same time and you kind of, yeah, exactly what you just said. You have to, you have to learn it and put in the effort and know that it's, you're going to have the business side of it too.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I want
1: to note too here, this is so not just creative entrepreneurs now that I'm like, as we're saying this, um, Nate, my husband just left his corporate gig about three months ago. So he's just in the self-employed world, but he does a bunch of boat custom repairs and also, so he's stuff.
2: pursuing something
1: yes and we've nice. been dealing with a lot love, of this kind of stuff yeah it's fun it's fun i should say <laughs> But <laughs> we're dealing with a lot of this right now where it's he has he's been um learning a lot of that stuff and it's definitely involved falling on his face too and that's a completely different world than what we're talking about sure. so
2: yeah maybe absolutely. it's just a
1: universal you start a business this is what's going to happen
2: <laughs> right yeah, yeah. absolutely so.
1: Well, that was the most fun side tangent as we asked Nathan to come talk about
0: Reels. I figured this would happen. <laughs> You're just oh so well-versed on so many different topics. But oh, I do yeah. want to get talking about Reels a little bit because I feel like we're going to open a can of worms here today. So if <laughs> okay. anybody's on Instagram uh, ever in the last month, you know the drama that has ensued <laughs> of Reels. Um, oh. And Nate, you have done so while jumping into that. So I kind of just want to open up the floor to hear your experience with Reels and how you started using them and just maybe even broader of your experience on Instagram before that and kind of, you know, if you had a marketing strategy, like sure. like just kind of speak through your journey of starting out there and then kind of into Reels a little bit.
2: Sure. Um, wow, I don't even know where to begin. I guess I would say I would begin with Instagram was something that definitely catapulted initially back those two, three years ago, my uh, photography business, because, and it was really, I mean, it was something as simple as like putting those geo tags in your posts, putting those local hashtags in your post um, so that you get connected with people who are actually in your area or connected with people who would actually um, want to book you realistically. Um, and so, you know, Instagram has been an incredible place for me to market my business and an incredible place for me to just connect with um, the type of people who genuinely hang out on Instagram. Um, I would say in the past year, it's definitely changed for me in terms of a lot of things. I would say coming to the end of 2020, um, I think. I don't know why, but I feel like I've heard so many people say things, you know, they almost have this like this 2020 COVID like awakening of <laughs> like, yes, I'm doing what I'm doing, but I, I want something different or more, or I want to like refine what I'm doing or people come up with like the craziest business ideas during COVID. And so I think for me that came late, I that came at the end of 2020 because at the beginning of 2020, I was getting married and I was planning my wedding. And so I was like very wedding focused. Um, And then I had like, you know, the actual weddings that I was shooting as well. So I didn't really have a whole lot of time to sit there and like think about changing my business up. But I think in the end of 2020, that's when I kind of was like, okay, I don't know why, but I feel like there's a change happening within me. And um, so I think in in, in that time, that's when I was kind of like, you know, I want to do more than just wedding photography. And I don't really know what that is. Um, but let's just kind of see um, what, what I could do with this. And so Instagram played a big part with that because sometimes for me, it takes seeing someone else doing something to kind of be like, you could do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that crazy. Like, you can do something like this. And I remember there was just a lot of different circumstances. Um, I started l- reading just like so many books. Um, I start, or I actually listen to books on Audible at like 1.5x speed. So it goes fast. <laughs> um, and then I started listening to a bunch of podcasts and um, I just started following a lot of different types of, whether it be influencers or um, people who, like business coaches, and everything like that. And I just saw the way that people were showing up and the way that they were like inspiring people. And um, a lot of them were using video content and a lot of them them were using reels and TikToks. And that just like really inspired me to like, hey, you can show up um, differently. You can show up as yourself. You don't have to be like this um, quiet, mysterious photographer that just like posts his images on Instagram and then like walks away as he like, you know, breaks the internet or something like that. You know what I
0: mean? Yes.
2: So I think that's when kind of things started transforming in my mind of like, what would it be if you looked outside of just wedding photography and you started maybe looking at the person you were three, two years ago um, and you know, start talking to that person and that photographer who's just starting out. Like, are there things you could teach them? Are there things that you could relate to them about? And I think that's where things really shifted with me. Is I started having this desire um, more to educate and inspire and connect rather than just post my work. If that makes any sense. Um, and then it was. I will say, like, faith is a really big part of my life. And so, like, as the Lord was kind of guiding me through these awakenings, I really felt him calling me to put more things out there that were more educational, or put more things out there that were inspiring, or just like, just show up as myself, kind of like, if you're going to be on this platform, show up as yourself, be real. Um, Inspire people to just be themselves, inspire people to um, learn, to grow. Um, anyway, I feel like I don't even know where I'm going this, with this. But all this to say is where I've found the video marketing, the short form video marketing taking me is just so much more connection and so much more um, inspiring people and actually creating those raw relationships on this platform, which before I feel like I didn't have. I feel like I couldn't even um, foster them in the same way because it was, again, you just drop your image and then you kind of walk away and then <laughs> you're too scared to get on Instagram stories. So you don't. Um, so yeah, I've just seen a lot of different connection and even um, I'd say twofold. Number one, with a lot of the couples that I work with, i um, seen so much connection, just like showing up to a wedding. Obviously, I have meetings with them beforehand, but when you actually show up, in person or when you show up to an engagement shoot and they just like already know you. Cause they're like, we've seen your reels, <laughs> you know, or like, we know you, we see you on your story and you're just like you. And, um, I don't know, just like laughing about like one of my reels as if it were like an episode in the office that we can both relate to. And then, um, and then on top of that, when it comes to like inspiring other photographers, um, inspiring those people that I, you know, represent who I was like a couple years ago. Um, there's just so much more connection that I've created. People, you know, are DMing me all the time. I feel like I've created actual friendships um, with people. Um, people like the comments on my posts are much more extensive and like my follower count is a little higher. And I don't say this to just be like oh a little that's higher. What I've done
0: <laughs> um, You're so I don't humble. Say- but but drop the metric.
2: <laughs> well, it, yeah. We so I think, I think right now it is like it has quadrupled, if not more, since just the beginning of the year. And I really think that like this video content and just showing us up as myself is a huge part of that. And I think now where I'm at, and I'm not like I've arrived, but now where I'm at is like I really want to inspire other people. Like you can show up as yourself. You can make a real. You can look stupid on camera. And I promise you, it's actually going to make a huge difference in the way that you connect with people and the way that you um, are are relating to whoever your target market is. Um, so anyway, hopefully that answers your question a little bit. <laughs> For
1: sure. So I, how have you seen this? You mentioned how when you meet with your clients now that um, they feel like they already know you right off the bat. Has this mm-hmm. kind of shown you that showing up as yourself is also going to find your ideal client a lot better. Like it's if people don't relate to you or think you're funny or whatever on your reels, they're probably not going to book you, which is probably a right. good thing. Like you get to, right. you get to meet out people that you think that you're might not want to work with, I guess. Right. right. I don't know if that's a question that's, or a statement. That's such a good but. question.
2: No, I totally know what you're saying. And that's such a good question because I would say, um, I think every photographer, and I say this very lightly because I don't want to like make it sound bad or anything like that, but I think every photographer has probably worked at least once or any business owner maybe who is kind of service-based has probably worked at least once with a client that wasn't a fit. And it was just like this like experience on both ends was just like, ugh kind of it felt like an uphill battle going against the grain like I don't know what metaphor you need but it just felt like it wasn't a fit and um I think that is even if you're making money that's not the goal you don't want that you want to be connected with the people who you connect best with the people who quote unquote speak your language the people that value you um And it just creates like so much more of a cohesive business model. And you have to also understand, it's not like those people are bad or, or, you know, there's something wrong with them. They're awesome for someone else, you know, and, and to, to leave um, those people open for that other photographer who would be much better of a fit. Um, And so, you know, it's like, I get unfollows on Instagram every day and, And I get, um, you know, times where I post something and I'm like, oh, what if people think? Or, like, what if they don't like that? Or, like, what if that turns them off or whatever? And just to realize, like, if that turns them off and that's the real you, that's okay. It's actually kind of helpful in finding that target niche that you're going for who really connects well with you um, because you want to get to the – dressing room on wedding morning and have them be like, Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you. Um, like we've been, you know, we, we already know you, like we feel like your best friends. instead of getting there and have people be like, you know, like, hi, like, you know, I don't really know you at all. Does that make any sense? Just there's such a distinct difference between, um, coming to that right client and coming to the wrong client and, um, that relationship there.
0: A million percent, and that also references one of my favorite reels of yours, of going into the wedding morning, <laughs> if oh, you have oh That's my favorite, favorite, favorite one. Is that one of your biggest?
2: Yeah, I think that's my only like viral reel. I mean, I don't know what viral means, but I feel like if it question. hits a million, I feel like that's viral. It so it did hit a million, <gasps> and I was like, okay. I remember telling my wife, I was like, babe, I can officially say... I have a viral reel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you I'm have like a towel adorable. on your head, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, we can mm, we can talk all about that whole topic of embarrassing yourself in reels. But any who's. Uh,
0: no, that leads in perfectly because I want just, to just stay on video marketing a minute. So okay. how does that – how have you found it connect differently than like just a, a static post or – Copy or email marketing or whatnot. I mean, we've kind of hit on that a little bit already, but sure. Teach our audience a little bit here what video really does differently.
2: Sure. Um, you know, I think we all kind of have this a little bit of PTSD from like 2017 Instagram, where everything was so curated, everything was so perfect, everything was so like um, controlled, I guess I would say. You could really control who you showed up as on Instagram and, or even any social media at the time. Um, and it was almost like you wanted to hold your personal self, like your real self at arm's length. And I think video marketing is just like a complete opposite of that. It's a response to that. Um, because, you know, even with COVID, um, I think one thing that COVID did was it separated a lot of people from that personal interaction. And I find it very interesting that video marketing is taking such a huge spike right now because I think people want that connection again. They want that real raw connection with actual humans. Um, And I think video marketing gives people that. And sometimes it's even like the more raw the video, the better it does, the better it performs. And I really think it's because um, people want that connection. People want that person-to-person relationship. And they don't, wanna, they don't want to connect with people who are hiding behind images. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with posting images, by the way. I feel like I've been ripping on that. But that's not at all what I think. I think that needs to be there. That, need, that needs to be kind of the foundation if you're a photographer. Um, I think that needs to be foundationally what you are posting. You need to post your work if you want to get clients. But um, a lot of times it's that video that creates that first connection that feels just so personal to whoever's watching it. And um, and obviously like video is different with static because on a place like Instagram, the algorithm is gonna push your reel out to more people than just your static image. I mean, the only place you can really get a static image past your own following is by getting on, I think the Discover page, or getting on um, like one of those, if someone follows a hashtag on their feed, I think if you randomly get picked up by one of those hashtags, but Reels is one of those things where um, a lot of times it will get pushed out to people beyond your following. And so it kind of hooks people in, gets them on your account, gets them interested in who you are, and then they see you have these beautiful images. They see you're providing value. They see that you have um, whatever it might be. It could even be a blog post on your um, website, more long-form content. But that initial video that created that first connection, that personal Um, connection is going to get them hooked into the rest of your content that you're providing
1: have you found that certain reels that you make or styles of reels that you make are more likely to get more views or get more followers and such before you answer that though i want to know what your enneagram number is (laughs)
2: Okay, so <laughs> sorry,
1: my that Enneagram might be number, a little bit It's worms, so
2: but... it's so hard with me for Enneagram because I flip back and forth between like loving and hating the Enneagram. To be honest,
1: <laughs> do you love um, it right now?
2: <laughs> I honestly am not the biggest fan of the Enneagram anymore, and this is the reason. <laughs> All right, because I think that sometimes, and it's not like people consciously do this. I just know for myself, a lot of times people find their number, and then I think sometimes they think well, you know, my number isn't great at this, so I'm not going to like do this. like an excuse.
1: This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure.
2: Um, and it's almost like, I don't, yeah, an excuse is probably the best way to put it. So I would say <laughs> if I were to tell you what I most identify with.
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> oh, my word. You see me like skirting around this question. No. Yes, I, I totally do. And I,
1: I don't I even honestly, care. I
2: feel like I have different numbers at different parts of my life, but I would say, I'm most a four and a three and Mm -hmm. then at times like a five. So obviously Mm -hmm. I think I Mm -hmm. probably mostly identify with a four, Um, but it's like, it's really hard because like in, in business, I feel like I'm so much more of a three. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's very, it's very hard for me to like actually pinpoint.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked Emma because I hear you talk. I'm a, I don't. I has a three wing four, so a lot of okay. like your perspective on things, it's for sure I, very like, much I'm aligned. Resonating. And Emma's just, I can see her rolling her eyes as an eight in the back of her head sometimes. <laughs> but no, it, it's always interesting, and I, I also feel you on your struggles with it too. But it's also been it's so helpful local. though.
2: So, and here yeah, I am cool. talking like this. But at the end of the day, like, I often ask my clients Enneagrams, so I can't even talk in <laughs> trash. Like, I totally ask my clients, like, what's your Enneagrams? What's your love language? Because in a way, I do, be- I do believe in them a little bit.
1: You yes. know what? Maybe that's your five coming out. My I friend's right? a five, and he's like anti-Enneagram, <laughs> but he's like a five. <laughs> so maybe that's what that is.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Calling Who you out. Okay, uh, forget it. Anyways would love to know. <laughs> Is there ones that are there reels or ideas of reels types of reels that you find that are more likely to go viral or get more views or whatever? Do you sure. do that purposely or are you kind of just fly by the cedar pants with it with it.
2: So, I would say and obviously like tail as old as time, you've probably heard this a lot, but I think it's really good to know who you're speaking to to have those content pillars set up just in your mind, write them down. Um, but I think there's a lot of different types of content you can create. And something that I've really focused on is not trying to create one type of content or or one type of reel. Because I can tell you right now, you know, I have like like the funny reels, okay? The funny reels always do the best, right? You know, and sometimes like in huge, like there's a huge gap between how good a funny reel, entertaining reel does versus how like a more entertain, I'm excuse me, a more educational reel does or um, a more like portfolio based reel does. But what I found is that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be creating those educational reels or um, those reels that are showcasing your work. Um, because again, your, whatever's doing so well for you. So for me, a lot of times it's those funny ones. That's just my hook, which is great. But you got to have something that people are really like um, sinking their teeth into once they come to your profile. And again, a lot of times when people are going to follow me, I I could even show you like a screenshot in my phone because it happens so often. What will happen is I'll get a like on my funny reel that maybe went more viral. And then I'll get like you know maybe five more likes on an educational reel and then another educational reel, and then you know a static image um, a couple more of those things um, and then they follow, and then I get a DM a lot of times it's like, hey, we or I really loved your educational content, and I'm like so excited to dive into more um, and hear more, so I would just say they may you know, first show up for the, edu- I mean, excuse me, the entertaining or whatever your virality is, it could be maybe educational reels for you is the ones that go viral. Um, but what are they going to stay for? You know, what are they actually going to sign up for um, instead of just like, oh, you gave me a quick laugh. Like, what are they actually going to like stick around for? And then the other thing I would say is um, just to make sure that um, you're showing up raw and just kind of like being yourself because those are the videos, like sometimes even the shortest amount of time you make it in are the ones that often blow up. And like I just noticed the more you can be yourself, oftentimes, or even sometimes even the less effort you put in, the better the reel or the TikTok will do. Um so. That's what I would say is it's kind of like the name of the game there. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry. Make it as shareable as possible. If you get in people's stories, if you get in people's DMs, and you can now see insights on Reels and TikTok. So if you if you look at those and you see in those stories or those DMs that they're passing around that Reel, um, that'll make it go bonkers. You know, that'll really make it go viral. So
0: That's so, so good. And I, you said it there, you said the game. And I think because it's new and we're all seeing this shiny thing of like, you could go viral. It's like all, a lot of creators are just trying to hit that viral reel. But what you're saying here is so important to just have a business strategy with your content. Not everyone has to, not everyone will, and they shouldn't all go viral maybe. And so you have to have, the bingeable content for when people find you. That's exactly, that's so smart. And it's such a good way to kind of break it down.
2: The other thing I would say too, is like, if, if you can rack up again, those shares or even those saves, um, and again, you can see this in the actual insights of your reel, that's going to really help you, um, reach more of an audience um so like for instance I posted one recently and it was just about like a last dance that a couple did um and instead of making it very personal to me and the couple and just like all about like my photography um which obviously like it was on my page it was promoting my photography in a way but instead of just making it all about me you know I used phrases like this bride and groom did this you know what I mean um And I think if you use wording like that, or if you, it's hard to like put an actual pinpoint on what I'm talking about, but just kind of like strategizing your reel in a way where it speaks to as wide of an audience as possible um, so that it's not just kind of like going to sit on your account. It can be shared on other people's account. And so that reel did get shared by a lot of different people just saying, hey, like my couple's... If you want to do a last dance, like this is what it looks like. But if I would have made that real all about me and like that couple and just like made it so personal to us, that wouldn't have been shareable. You know what I mean? That wouldn't have actually been something that people felt comfortable putting on their story. Um, So hopefully it makes a little bit of sense, just kind of like navigating how to make yeah. And I think
0: it also tells a bit about you and how you put your clients first too. Yeah. Like it's telling a business thing and it goes back to the, the Donald Miller, like making your your clients the hero of the storyline. Right. So it's exactly. the balancing so much talk about you. And I think that was so smart of you because one, it is more shareable, yes. And two, you're, you're showcasing them and their right. storyline yep.
1: over Absolutely. your own.
2: Absolutely. So right.
1: So- how do you come up with these ideas though? Let's <laughs> like, we get it. You're just, like, all you, you, yours are hilarious and they're educated, like all the things. But how do you come up with these?
2: So, that's a little bit harder to like put my finger on. And um,
1: you're just a creative genius. To,
2: no, I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> and I, I actually would completely disagree with that because, and by the way, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean like, I think anybody could do it basically. Yeah. Um I really think that a lot of people have great ideas. It's just a matter of like are you willing to put them out there? Are you willing to like fall on your face a couple times if it doesn't work? Um are you willing to um you know, be yourself? Are you are you willing to actually um put your ideas out there? I remember um this one time I was on a photo shoot with this one girl And, um, she was shooting my wife and I, and she, I don't think she had created any reels at that point, but anyway, um, we were sitting there and she, we were just like cracking jokes to each other. And I remember she gave this like example of a reel and, or, or a TikTok and it was just from her brain and it's hard to describe like what this exchange was, but basically she gave like an example of a reel that would be funny. Um, like a scenario that would be funny. And I was like, you should make a reel about that. And she's like, no, 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 I don't really create reels. She's like, I don't really know how to. And I'm like, that would be gold. Like that was perfect. Like you got to create a reel on that. And then she's like, okay, well you create one on that. And I was like, no, you got to do it. Um, so I think, you know, and even and sometimes I see in stories, people's Instagram stories, like they post something And I'm like, that could have been a reel. Like, That would have been an amazing reel. And they're like, no, I don't think that would do well. And I'm like, I I really think it would. People don't know this. Um, And so I would say, honestly, it's just kind of like whatever pops into your head, Um, getting inspiration from maybe scrolling a few times. Um, I personally keep a running list in my notes when inspiration strikes um, on my notes on my phone. So like if I do have something that comes in my head, I just immediately open my phone, write it down, and then um, I batch work them all on one day of the week. So I, I think it's just kind of like being creative with your ideas and jumping on them, being willing to put yourself out there. Um, yeah, just showing up.
1: So I've heard a lot of people talk about how important it is to have use trending audio, use trending whatever it is. Have you found that that's super important? Or do you kind of steer away from, I guess, doing what everybody else is doing?
2: Sure. Um, I would say on TikTok, I do think it does play a factor. Um, When you look at the viral... Uh, trends, the viral audios that are going on. I do always add a viral audio in the background of each video because I do think it boosts your um, view a little bit in the sense that, you know, you're going to land on this viral audio page um, and um, that's helpful. I think those hashtags are also helpful only simply just to get your, um, get your content pushed out by the algorithm to the right people. I don't think at all that is going to be like a complete game changer because the fact of the matter is there are certain videos that um, they don't have anything like that. They don't have a trending audio. They don't have uh, hashtags in it. And they get a million views, you know. So I think it definitely helps. Um, on Instagram, I don't know how much trending audio helps because I think the Instagram algorithm is so different from the TikTok algorithm. Um, but I will say if, you know, let's say you don't know where to start and you want to create like an entertaining reel, like an entertaining, relatable, funny reel. I think a great place to start is to look at some trending audios and say, is this like a funny voiceover I could apply to my niche? Or is this something that like I could remake in my own personal twist Um, I think that's that's awesome don't shy away from creating something that's more of like a recycled reel because that's great like your audience might not have even heard that audio before Um, or they might have not even heard your twist on that so um, I would say algorithmically is if that is even a word I think it helps a little (laughs) bit (laughs) (laughs) wow It is now. (laughs) I just made it up. Um, By the algorithm, I think it might help a little bit, but I'd say maybe even more so if you're first starting out. It just might give you a little bit of ideas and what to create.
1: Sure. Do you – and I know zero, zero about TikTok. Kelsey was going to ask a little bit about that next. Um, But do you a lot of times find inspiration from TikTok and use that in Reels or vice versa? do you share the same stuff on both platforms? Maybe I'm getting into what Kelsey was going to ask, but I don't know anything about TikTok. Yeah, no, that was what I was wondering too. Like, do you,
0: will you just post the same video at the same time? Like, is it a completely different strategy? Is TikTok just for fun? All that.
2: Sure. And I will say with this, I definitely am still experimenting um, with short form video as a whole, because I think it is like this new world for all of us. Um, With TikTok, I would say it is a very, uh, I shouldn't say very. It's a different beast though in a lot of ways than the Instagram Reels. Um, I actually don't almost ever scroll Instagram Reels um, because the only place I'm gonna look for that kind of content is usually TikTok. Um, I find that TikTok is... Um, usually ahead, let's say with trends, than Instagram Reels. And so, a lot of times, if you follow, um, I would say there are these accounts that would basically announce new trends, brand new trends. And you can follow these accounts. Um, I don't know one off the top of my head, but um, it's really good to jump on trends early because it's still like something that people haven't really seen before, um, hopefully. So TikTok is a great place to kind of find out like, okay, so this trend is blown up right now. I just logged it in my mind. It's probably going to be big on Instagram in about three, four weeks. Um, so that's really helpful. Um, and then I would say, you know, as far as Reels go versus TikTok, there's so many differences. Um, I'd say Reels is more... Refined, if that makes any sense, and it seems like TikTok is more like show up as you are. Um, TikTok definitely is kinder. <laughs> uh, the algorithm is a lot more kind to people who don't have a following. Um, with reels, you kind of have to have a little bit of a following to get your reels pushed out to more accounts. But with TikTok, I would say if you have like a if you have a great TikTok it will blow up. You know what I mean? Um, The TikTok algorithm doesn't really lie, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I feel like I could go into so many different differences, but I think utilizing both is awesome. Um, Strategically, for me, I like to post a lot of the same content. Um, I like to post even more content on TikTok, usually just because um, I don't even know. I think sometimes. On Instagram, I like it to be a little bit more refined, a little bit more portfolio-based, whereas TikTok for me is a little bit more just kind of like, this is who I am, just delivering as much value as I possibly can. Um, So you can kind of toy with the the different platforms and see which ones are working for you. I also would say, this was huge for me when I first started, try multiple different platforms if one isn't working. when I first started creating reels, I had to create about thirty before I got my first quote unquote like viral reel, or even close to being a viral reel. And um with TikTok, you know, that was different. Like I think the first video I ever posted got like twenty two thousand um views very quickly. And then I would also say, just remember, like all these platforms are going short from video now. Remember Pinterest story pins that is their short form video integration. Um, same thing there, I would I would get so many more views on Pinterest um, than Instagram as well. So um, I'd say kinda try out the different platforms. If, if Instagram is just like really discouraging for you and you're just like, I'm not getting any traction here, try out TikTok, see what happens. Try out Pinterest story pins. I mean, you could even try out YouTube shorts if you really wanted to. Um, because there's just so many different platforms where you can share your content um, and show up and uh, just kind of experiment a little bit.
1: Well, and I think it's important too to think about like at the end of the day, this is because we want to grow our businesses and grow our clientele. It's not just about the followers. So, where are your people hanging out? Yep. Like, if your people are on TikTok, great, go there. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally, I probably probably most of my clients, I wouldn't find a tic-tac, but maybe, sure. I don't know. Maybe I should think about that. <laughs> or like Pinterest would probably should. be one that I need to, ugh, it just scares me to be honest. I yeah. just, I'm like, ugh. but <laughs> Pinterest <laughs> is would... one that I feel like is something that I should pursue more. And especially with, yeah, all the new stuff coming out with them too.
2: I would even challenge you in the sense that I have seen the most un- um, expected brands just do crazy good on tiktok and Aww. like the, you, you'd you think
1: <laughs> i don't want to hear this okay <laughs> i'm sorry
2: um but like you'd think that tiktok is just like this pool of gen z ears and that's all there is but what's actually kind of crazy is that like there are so many different niches even on a place like tiktok um and and again obviously like I, I would say put your energy towards primarily one platform and just like kill it at one platform. Don't spread yourself too thin over multiple. Um, but again, it might just take some experimenting. If you if you absolutely aren't getting any traction on Instagram, maybe try TikTok. But again, if you if you are getting traction on I'm um, excuse me, Instagram, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean. But so. I mean,
0: this might be an intervention for Emma now. Because like, look at Nathan's <laughs> oh, no. he he scrolls on TikTok, not on reels. I would have to agree. I get bored on reels because the algorithm is so narrow. Like literally every video is another photographer for sure. whatever reason. And it's boring for me. So I don't scroll on there,
1: but I'll scroll on TikTok for two right? hours. So funny. Like, like I, I'm not kidding you guys. I just made my account like last week. That's how much I don't know. Anything about TikTok at all? You just Maybe made your know. first,
2: your first account on TikTok. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> okay. I well, like. Hey, I it's... feel
1: like I'm. I don't. I don't know. My like my little sister does it. I just can't. I don't know.
2: Mine's... So here, no. let me tell you this. Well,
1: I feel like I'm, I'm too you... old for TikTok.
2: <laughs> no, you're not. Let me tell you this, Emma. So when I, um, when I put out, I the first thing I put out as kind of freebie for my email list, um, was a wardrobe guide and it was for specifically for photographers. Again, getting back to that, like, who was I two, three years ago? How can I target them? How can I serve them? And so I put that out on Instagram and, um, you know, I got a good amount of, uh, you know, opt-ins on that. A lot of people downloading that, but I'll just say this when I jumped on TikTok, which who would think that photographers would be on a video based platform, right? But when I jumped on TikTok, my email list, so the amount of people downloading that jumped up by 10 times. What? On TikTok.
1: That's insane. All right. So I'll look at it. You
2: wouldn't think, <laughs> but I'm just going to say, like, you never know what might be out there. On a different platform.
1: Fine. Worth
2: experimenting. I
0: think <laughs> you'd be able to really just straight up pitch your business on there, Emma. Like, because for me, if if Nate and I are your ideal clients just scrolling there,
1: that's true. And I'm that's like true. tired true. and I'm that's
0: procrastinating true. my business because that's what I do when I'm procrastinating doing something. And I see someone that can come in and be like, Hey, are you too busy? Let me help you with your client gifts. Here's how, look how cool they are. Here they're branded. Done. And I'm like, um, emailing her now. Like that's fair. All right. Sorry, to turn it. it on you as kidding. I don't do it either.
2: It doesn't mean you have to. It just means like you I maybe never should. Know. Like, Maybe you can try it. Yeah.
0: And if you're making the videos already for Reels, like that's, why not? That is true. All right. There you go. All right. We could go on and on and on and on. But I want to really quick touch on one more thing on Reels and then we'll kind of wrap things up with some of our end questions. But if Do you find people having mental blocks or I've seen you do stories on this, like bust some truths here about why, why you should make a reel. I don't like to should people, but that
2: kind of thing. (laughs) That philosophical push there. I like it. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I would say a lot of times the, the mental blocks that I hear, number one, I hear they're scary, right? Um, And I would say that's something you got to just like as a mindset, get over and you have to, I don't know, just kind of like, you got to almost want it enough. Um, And I think, you know, as business owners, we're always going to have to adapt. We're always going to have to change. I think a lot of us millennials or even Gen Zers are kind of like, we can look at those baby boomer business owners and we're like, come on, like, why aren't you on? Instagram or like why aren't you on social media? Why aren't you killing it? But then when Reels rolls out, we're all like, "Oh, we could never. We that's so silly. We would not." You know what I mean? So I think this is kind of like a check that like we're always going to have to adapt even if it seems like scary or silly. Um something for me that's been really big with is it scary is just show up for the person that you have in mind and just them, and that really simplifies in my brain, kind of like why I'm doing this. Because there'll be times where, like, you know, I post, let's say, a TikTok, and it gets like, I don't know, like, 500 to a thousand views, and I'm like discouraged because I'm like, ah, oh, this didn't do as well as I thought it would, and I really thought this was good content for somebody, and then I will literally just get one comment, one comment that says. Hey, this was so helpful. This blew my mind. I like this is totally changing the game for me. Thank you. And just that comment makes it all worth it to me because I was like, this is why I posted it. And if I only impact one person, I show up. To, I excuse me. I show up. I showed up for them and I served them, and it was worth it just for that one person. So I'd say really simplify who you're showing up for. Don't make it about all the people that you think are going to judge you. Just have that person in mind of this is who I'm showing up for. And it just makes it a lot less scary. It gives you that service mindset rather than a selling mindset. Um, another thing I hear people say, they're pointless. They're silly. No one would ever hire me because they saw this short form video, this reel, this TikTok. Um And I touched on this a little bit before, so I won't go on and on. But again, your video is oftentimes your hook. It gets people in the door to your profile, to your long long form content on your website. Um, And you know, sometimes like I I genuinely had one couple reach out to me recently, and they said we found you on Reels, and we just liked your personality, and that's why we want to book you. Um, so it's just like the craziest thing and and that and usually it's like oh we liked your work you know what I mean but just to have someone say like we want you for you that's just like so awesome and it was because that hook of the real kind of hooked them in um, a lot of people will say I'm not good at them I'm not seeing impact to that I would say you may have not made enough to be good at them and I say that in love because I, good grief, I was not good at them when I first started. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I really wasn't gaining a whole lot of traction at first. Um, Like I said earlier, it took me 30 to really see actual change and actual impact. Um, So I would say, just keep trying, keep being consistent. Um, Again, like as with anything in business, consistency is the name of the game. Like the the actual consistency the hard work will always beat out talent you know like that will always beat out the quote-unquote best idea um if you're consistent if you stick with it um it's just gonna like you, you will see impact you will see growth um and then the last one i will say this one's probably one of the most important you don't know what to make reels about and i would say. To that, there are so many things you probably do know how to make reels, excuse me, there's so many things that you could be making reels about that you know and you could share and would be so valuable to people, but maybe you just don't think they're worth it. Or maybe you think, I hear this one a lot, everyone already knows this. There's no way that like what I have to share is going to be like you know so crazy for this type of person um and i would say you don't know that because you're almost too close to your own knowledge to realize what you know and how valuable it is i mean even for me i remember when i started creating like more educational ones um i could think to myself in my head like you know this piece of content is not going to be super valuable to like a kelsey pasma photography because I think she would already know this by now. You know what I mean? And you probably already did. But to remember that like, that might not be who I'm targeting. I might not be targeting a well-seasoned photographer. I'm targeting someone who's just starting. In fact, I know certain people who have, um, I just know them more on a personal level, not through Instagram, but I know certain people who have started getting into photography and even started running their own entrepreneurial business And they ask me so many questions that I think are common knowledge, but it's because I'm too close to my own knowledge to realize that these people don't know. And in fact, they kind of look to you as their expert on this topic because um, you're you're one of the only people in their social circles that does know this kind of a thing. Um, And so I'd say, you, you know how to create reels. You know what content create more than you think you do. It might just take getting a little bit outside yourself, outside maybe even your pride, can I say that, um, if, if you feel like you have nothing else to share. Um, and again, keep a running list in your notes when something drops in your head. So helpful. <laughs> Don't try to remember them all. You won't.
1: <laughs> 100%. So hopefully
2: hopefully that is helpful for busting any of those. So helpful myths
1: well and guys they're fun they really kind of are like they're kind of addictive once you get rolling with them it's fun i sent kelsey like six of them in a day one time (laughs) i was just messing around with so i I love it (laughs) she's like is this one good is that good well i'm posting that already
2: (laughs) oh yeah and it's so i will say it's really helpful to have like that one person to like if you're unsure just send it to one person, whoever that might be. For me, that's my wife. I'm like, babe, is this gonna be something that <laughs> first but of all, is be like, like,
1: I don't even know what this is. <laughs> so you're, yeah, gonna exactly. be like, No, don't. No, you're not gonna don't. post that, are you?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's just It's just really nice to have someone who you kind of run something by. It just gives you that like little extra boost of confidence if you need it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Kelsey, you got me then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nate. First off, I think that you need to make like a thirty-day real challenge that you host.
0: Just oh, put them on the
1: spot. Listen, all my free
2: time, right, Emma? Yeah, so.
1: right. I know you have a lot of free time. We talked about that before we started recording, so I think you should make use of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> put that out there. Hey, wink, I'd pay wink. for it. I would. I one hundred percent would, oh, and I guarantee a ton you. of people listening would. So, but we'll
2: see. <laughs> I'll take it to heart. I'll think about it. It's in the back of my mind. I will say that.
1: It should be moving towards the front a little bit more, I think.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll do that. You create TikToks. How about that?
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Fair, fair. I'll just yell at you both to keep going. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to start wrapping things up a little bit, even though I know we could continue talking about this clearly for another hour, but here we are. (laughs) Um, Nate, let's hear what's going on with you. What are you most excited about in your actual business? Maybe it's having to do with reels. Um, What are you excited about coming up? And then we'll kind of jump into our rapid fire questions. We like to wrap up.
2: Okay. Sounds good. So what am I most excited about? Um, I would say probably back to the beginning when I talked a little bit about kind of getting more into the educational scene, um, which like, disclosure, dipping my toe into the photography educational scene truly terrifies me because I think there's so much like assumption behind people who jump into the photography education scene. And there's also so much kind of like, oh, I I think personal um, feeling of inadequacy when you kind of jump into something like that. Um, Kelsey is like kind of <laughs> smiling at me a little. <laughs>
0: I'm like, we need to like go get coffee and, and flush out these. Maybe we both maybe we both need to go to therapy. I don't know. That could be. We'll that have too. to
2: do it. Yeah, yeah, real. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I would say that's probably what I'm most excited about and terrified about. Um, bringing it back to like my faith in the Lord. Like, I can genuinely say. I would never, by myself, get into any sort of photography educational thing ever, Um, but when I, it was about, I'd say it was about three months ago, there was like, I had a lot of different paths that were like opening up for me um, as an entrepreneur, and I just got so overwhelmed, and I was like, good grief, I feel like I could follow any one of these but I just want to go like hard at one thing. And I don't know what exactly that is. Um, And the Lord really stopped me and was kind of like, let's talk about what lights you up. Let's talk about what you feel most passionate about. What doesn't even feel like a business because you would literally do it without pay. And that's when he kind of stopped me and he's like, you light up when you are helping people when you're encouraging people, and when you are just kind of being the person that maybe you needed a couple years ago when you first started, and helping you along the way, the person that you were back then. Um, And so kicking and screaming, I have been a little bit following that call and putting myself out there more as an educator and I think what's really cool is just like when you follow the Lord's call in that way, things start clicking. And I, I, I will really say like things have been clicking um, very well in that regard, which again, none of me, I can truly say all of God. And um, that's just been probably what I'm most excited about. I think another thing that I'm excited about in my own just photography business is like I was just telling my wife the other day, this year I feel like the clients that I have and I maybe it's just because I've gotten smarter at my niching down or whatever it might be, but just the clients that I have this year are just so fun to work with. I feel like we we vibe so well. I go to these weddings and even though my body is tired and my body is like <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> my my heart is like bursting because I just like I love the people I'm working with. And we just like click so well. So I'd say I feel like I'm in a place with my business where though it is overwhelming, though it can be scary at times, um, I, I feel like I'm in a good spot and it, it brings me a lot of joy. And it, it's, um, yeah, it's really good. Not, not that everything's like perfect right now, by the way. <laughs> Let me just like blast whoever's like, wow, his life is no way. All I'm saying is, I think there's been a lot of good that's come out of following the Lord's call.
0: Well, I just have major chills after all of that. And I think we can both vouch for the fact of, I see a light in you when you are teaching and talking about these things, even through the lens of social media. And it really feels like you are where you're supposed to be and going where you're supposed to be. So let us just encourage you with that. I'm excited to see where you and where God takes this and we are always massive cheerleaders for you. so.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Well, hard left turn into okay. the fun rapid fire after we just
2: go, oh no. got
0: deep there for a second. Um, so I'm just going to buzz through these questions and you can kind of answer with whatever comes to mind.
2: Okay. So
0: first question is, what is your favorite business software that you use?
2: My favorite business? business software has got to be HoneyBook. Um, I think that's a that's a considered a software, right? Yeah, that was my that's too.
1: I agree. all you okay. photographers say every single one I'm like he's gonna say honey book, he's gonna it say honeybook.
2: It's truly honeybook, <laughs> and I, I only say that because like it is just it like saves my life so mm-hmm. often. And it's it's been like such a so I'll just say this. Naturally I am not administrative, okay? Like I am 100 percent like a creative. I have to really push myself to be administrative. And HoneyBook is something that has really helped me navigate those waters um, in a winsome way with my clients. And so, and I, I, good grief, I feel like I discover a new feature on HoneyBook like all the time that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is literally going to change my life. So I will say HoneyBook without a doubt, mm, chef's kiss.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If anybody has a HoneyBook version for product-based business please let me know because <laughs> i think you can use it i think, I it think you work. can use it
2: too i've heard of dubsado really? being awesome as well yeah mm-hmm. but um the biggest thing that i didn't switch to dubsado is i don't think they have an app mm-hmm. um, and i use the app for honeybook like all the time because yeah agree, if you get an inquiry it's like <laughs> i gotta respond
1: yeah so i gotta look into it we'll see
0: No, I I really think you can. It's just, it feels like an extension of my brain that just stays somewhere else that doesn't clog up the rest of your brain. (laughs) Okay, next question. How many sticky notes, if any, are out on your desk right now?
2: I don't have any sticky notes. I will say this. I have in the past. I recently cleaned them all off though because I have realized, and this is kind of part of like being a business owner, you realize what works and what doesn't work for you. I realized that like digital is like the way that I categorize my notes and my mind. Um, I feel like when I get physical, and this is so weird because usually people say the opposite. People are like, I need a pen and paper. But I'm like the opposite is like, I love having things digital. Um, And frankly, it's my notes section on my phone. If you want to know how many freaking running notes are on there. Um, More than I'd like to admit. (laughs) So...
0: So you're a, a digital journal person, so not
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. I like it. I like it. Like I
2: even I have even, jur- I journal digitally as well, like personal oh. journal. So
0: oh.
2: I know. I'm Is that not like an like, app or
0: just in your notes?
2: Uh, I actually just put it on a Google Doc.
0: Okay.
2: It's probably terrible because, uh, Google's probably gonna like delete all my <laughs> journals someday. So I should like print <laughs> just it publish out, publish them, oh find it. <laughs> That's.
0: Like, deathly terrifying. <laughs> um, okay, next question. If you could fly anywhere in the world right this second, where would you go?
2: I would say if I could fly anywhere, I would probably go to New Zealand or Santorini, Greece. Mm-hmm. So those are just two places I've always wanted to go. New Zealand, just like, oh my gosh, I see the pictures that some of these elopement photographers take, and I'm just like, good grief. so um yeah i love i love anything that has a lot of open spaces or a vibe like santorini like so pretty
0: so nice well another point for greece i each person that says this can we like put a dollar in the savings fund to like foyer retreat in greece i think okay well then i get the sticky note
1: versus notebook one
0: yeah, there's been like yeah.
1: four or five people that have said Greece. <laughs> I said Italy, so we keep going back and forth. But the the sticky note one, I think I'm winning. Yes, yes. Oh. The, I'm a these, notebook person. Kelsey's a sticky note person. So I have like six notebooks. Yeah. These rapid fires have turned into a bit of a rivalry between us somehow. So you're just, you guys are our
0: tiebreakers. <laughs> okay, um, how many unread emails are in your inbox currently?
2: Let me check. I don't I don't think any because I just checked before. Wow. Wait, does this count like promotions and stuff? <laughs> because, oh my goodness, it's probably like 13,000 <laughs> for like promotions okay. and sales emails.
0: I should have but, uh, clarified that. Yes.
2: Nope. I don't have any unread emails right now. Praises to the Lord. <laughs>
0: Way to go. Way to go. All right. And last question. How many beverages are out on your desk currently or on the average day?
2: Um, just actually two, but just one, mainly just my water. And I'm just like a big water drinker. I almost don't drink anything else except for orange juice in the morning. I will drink orange juice um, no or coffee. pre-workout before weddings. <gasps> so oh. no coffee. What's crazy is I actually like can't drink coffee to save my life. It rips apart my stomach I don't know why I love coffee. It's probably because I drank so much of it in college, and maybe my body developed an allergy. But like, coffee is a no go for this guy.
0: That's hilarious. was try the pre-workout before a wedding, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a good
1: again.
2: one. Yeah, it it really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting ready photos are.
1: <laughs> it makes they're, sense. It makes they're sense. fun. It does. <laughs> Not that I know anything about that world, but.
2: It's no, it's, it's awesome. It really, it gives you the extra little push.
1: <laughs> Kelsey I guess you're going to have to get on that then. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. We need to get coffee soon because we could bring these conversations a million different places. So real. thank you so much for coming on and giving all this knowledge to our people. I'd love for you to give just a plug yourself. What do you have coming up? Do you have any any, I mean, we, we, we know little things. What do you have coming up that you want to, you want to tell people about where can they find yeah. you? All of that? Find you? <laughs>
2: For sure. So I would say best place to find me is probably Instagram. If you want to find me on TikTok, I'm there as well. I do. I'm showing up more on Pinterest as much as I possibly can. Um, and then I would say what, what's coming for me? Well, I would say I do have number one, my first kind of digital piece that I put out was my wardrobe guide. And that's been out for a few months now. Um, But hopefully coming up by the time this actually airs, there should be another product out. So I'll just leave you to that. And um, that will be probably all over my social accounts. And then it will also be on my website, which is just my name, NathanChansky.com. And then after that, I don't know. We'll see. looks like I'm doing a TikTok Reels 30 day challenge, maybe. <laughs> so,
1: yes,
2: we'll see. Oh, I
0: love it. Well, thank you again. We will put links to all of your things in the show notes, so don't forget to check those out. And we will catch everybody back here next Tuesday. So, thank you again so much, Nate. We will talk to you guys later.